Welcome to episode 62 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. As always, I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening today. I am super stoked that you are taking some time to improve your photography. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We focus on crafting beautiful images in the great outdoors and sell a variety of prints of mountains, lakes, places in Calgary, Europe, just all over the place. You can check out all the photos we have available on robertmasseyphotography.ca and maybe just add a beautiful piece of art to your very own home. All right, let's get on with the show. It is the start of shoulder season here in Alberta. Snow is melting, although the mountains got 25 centimeters in 24 hours last week, and that means more people will be out exploring with their gear for hours on end. We're going to be in the mountains, the badlands, in cities, and cars, and maybe, eventually, at some point this summer, planes and trains again. But lots of us will be out and exploring. And while that is exciting, it can also be exhausting and a bit daunting to think about taking your gear with you. Because, honestly, as photographers, we can't get away with carrying less weight than our travel companions. We will always have an extra 10 pounds of things with us when we want to bring our gear. So how do you do this as comfortably as possible? That's what we are going to be talking about today. Five tips to make you more comfortable while you are out exploring. Now, these are tips for physical comfort, not emotional comfort as an FYI there. So this list is geared at you being able to explore unencumbered. There will be days where it is unavoidable that you will need to carry every single bit of gear you own. This list is not meant for those days. These tips are here for when you want to get out and explore freely. Now, how do we do that and still bring along the right camera gear to get the photos we want? I find exploring comes down to having fewer extras, less weight, and the freedom to move. So, this list certainly skews towards active, lightweight exploration. All right, let's get going. Tip number one, be prepared for your explorations. This is so important to having a great day out exploring. Regardless of if you're hitting up a city street or mountain paths, you should be prepared for the day ahead. I've witnessed far too many people doing things they were not prepared for, and I could tell they kind of hated their life at that moment. I've watched people go down ankle-high scree in flip-flops that will leave some lasting marks for sure. I've seen people in shorts and t-shirts on mountaintops shivering and hiding from the wind and driving snow because they weren't prepared for the weather change that happens as you go higher. So if a friend asks you if you want to do whatever hike, look up the route and the expected weather. Get to know that route before heading out your door. And just get yourself prepared by understanding what you were doing that day and then bringing the necessary pieces of clothing and gear. And yeah, sometimes this will mean packing multiple outfits or one or two t-shirts that are extra or bringing micro spikes with you. Who knows? Like you really need to get to know what you are doing and be prepared to bring the right stuff. On days where I'll be exploring a lot for my car, I'll pack changes of clothes, a small chair, food and extra water that just stays in the vehicle for when I get back. Honestly, I'm sure it looks like I'm heading out for a few days camping or something when I leave, but I do this so I'm prepared for the weather changes that will happen on that day and so that I keep my strength up and keep going for as long as possible. A few weeks ago, my wife and I left the house at around 11am. We aimed to go for a hike, then shoot sunset in Canmore, and then head out and shoot the aurora after that. So when we left, it was about 10 degrees Celsius. So pants and a light jacket kind of weather. But we knew when the sun set 
and we were going to be sitting beside a frozen lake shooting the aurora, we would need clothing that was good to minus 30. So we had multiple changes of clothes that day, extra food, everything like that, so we could prepare and be out for as long as we needed to. And you should be doing the same thing. Be prepared for what is coming and check out what you are doing in advance. All right, tip number two, avoid that what if trap. To go along with being prepared, don't be over prepared. This list is about you exploring freely without being encumbered by things you likely won't be using. Think critically about the gear you will actually use. This makes a difference in your ability to go and do. Even if you're wandering city streets, having fewer things to worry about, a lighter bag, gives you more mobility and lets you go for longer without needing to hunker down somewhere to rest. I've traveled far too often carrying gear I never once pulled out of my bag just in case I needed it. This gear ended up stealing my energy and space and never once being put to use. So think carefully about what you will need to explore. For me, when I'm hiking not too arduous or dangerous routes, expecting to be able to take some pretty interesting photos, I bring a wide-angle lens, a short telephoto, a two-times extender, a lightweight tripod, and some small accessories. That's it. For bigger days, or routes where the slightest shift in your gear can throw your balance off and put your life at risk, I bring even less. I've done some hikes with just my cell phone and a circular polarizer for camera gear to eliminate any excess weight and make sure I had as much mobility and ability to balance as possible without extra weight throwing me off. So if you find yourself going, oh, but I may need this because of whatever, stop and critically analyze the situation. Decide if it is actually a necessity for what you are going to shoot that day. Honestly, on most hikes and most times out exploring the city or anything like that, when you won't be out shooting wildlife, you don't need to bring that 400 2.8 or the 600 f4 or anything like that be honest with yourself about the gear that you will need that day all right going on to tip number three pack the right bag i'll be honest this is a pet peeve of mine a pretty big pet peeve of mine seeing people out hiking with bags that are overflowing poorly packed or just simply wrong for what they are doing Pick the right bag to go with you for the day and the situation you will be in. Generally speaking, if you're carrying camera gear and hiking, you will want a bag with an internal frame, a hip belt, and possibly a chest strap. These all help shift the weight in your bag onto your body better, making it easier to hike and to move. Do not take a shoulder sling bag hiking. You will rat your back and it will get in the way as you try to move around, especially the ones that swing kind of freely and they swing in front of you when you bend over and move and it could be a tripping hazard and just don't take shoulder bags. They are not great for you. And while we're on that, don't use those skimpy frameless bags that crumple up into a tiny little ball. They will put all the weight that is in that backpack onto your shoulders and upper back and that can cause some real painful problems that take a while to work back out again. This is especially true if you're planning on carrying any camera gear at all, just because that camera gear adds 10 pounds to your backpack and those little frameless backpacks are not meant for that kind of exploration. All right, so if you're exploring in the city, a properly packed sling bag may work great, although I'll be honest, I still prefer a backpack. Tote bags with camera inserts are great as well in the city if you've got one of those, but just think about what you are packing and how it's going to fit into that bag and make sure it's not overflowing the sides. You don't have stuff falling out as you're walking places. You're not constantly stuffing things back in. Get the right sized bag. And if you don't have the right size bag, limit down what you are taking with you. And on that note, 
you got to think carefully about the size of your bag. The bigger the bag, the less freedom of movement you will have. I have four different sizes of backpacks that I use. A 22 liter, a 35 liter, a 50 liter, and an 85 liter. By far, I move the best wearing the 22 liter bag and the worst using the 85 liter. Now, this comes down to the amount of stuff you are carrying and how the bag hugs your body. That 22 liter bag is just a lot smaller, so I don't put as much stuff in it, and it sits much tighter and closer to my body, which means it's much more like moving without a backpack on. Whereas the 85 liter, I'm typically stuffing it down with all of my backpacking gear plus my camera equipment. And even without anything in it, that thing is huge and unwieldy and adds 20% to the size of my body, so it's a lot harder to move with. So if I'm exploring and bouncing up and down things, I really prefer to have my 22 liter backpack with me because I can move faster and lighter and it feels more like moving without anything on. When it comes to size, in fact, I actually had one experience on Heart Mountain where I was using a 60 liter backpack filled to the brim with gear and the wind picked up so much that it was using the backpack almost like a sail on me and it was like blowing me around in the wind and it was a terrible experience it picked me up and threw me against a rock pretty good i had to hunker down against the rock i got thrown against and recover before the wind could knock me back down the scrambling route i was going up so the size of your bag and the weight and everything like that can actually become a safety hazard if you were going out on certain routes and on top of all this you need to make sure your bag is packed correctly This will depend greatly on the size of the backpack and what you are bringing, but I would try and avoid having one heavy object on one side and lighter things on the other, like a tripod hanging off one side with nothing to counterbalance it on the other side. And try to pack the heaviest objects right up against your back if you're using a backpack and lighter things further out. This helps maintain your center of gravity, making it easier to move around and you're not constantly fighting with that heavy object pulling you backwards if it's sitting up against your back. So really just look at what you are bringing with you and the size of the bag you want to bring and make sure that that bag is appropriate for where you are going and what you are doing and that you can get everything you need to bring with you, need being the key here, in that bag without it overfilling everywhere. Because a backpack that is overweight or a backpack that has too much stuff in it for how it was designed to work will not function properly and you risk breaking that backpack, which would suck while you're out on the road. And it honestly won't work as well for you, so you're going to hurt more and you're just going to cause some damage and you won't be comfortable while you're out exploring. All right, going on to tip number four, get yourself some real good shoes. I mentioned the flip-flops in tip number one. Sadly, that isn't actually an unusual experience for me to see. I see loads of people trying to hike challenging trails in flip-flops or other terrible footwear. Honestly, flip-flops aren't great for walking around a city. Why are you on a 12-kilometer hike in them? Don't do it. Get the right footwear for the day you are out. And I've got the terrible footwear experience down pat. I only had one pair of shoes with me in Italy in the summer, a pair of Gore-Tex hiking boots. I walked all over in 30-degree plus heat in those boots. And that was a terrible choice. My feet hurt. They were sweaty. They got bad blisters. It, It was a bad choice. And when the sand got in them on the beaches, oh, that took forever to clean out. So I know check out all my footwear and ensure I've got the right kind for what I am going to be doing. In the city, on dry days, I love lightweight, breathable running shoes. For hiking, I've really come to love trail running shoes. And on wet days, a pair of Gore-Tex ankle-high boots are fantastic. If you aren't expecting to encounter anything wet, avoid the Gore-Tex or other waterproof membranes. They don't let your feet breathe nearly as well. And if you're going somewhere where it's really hot, having shoes that breathe really well is super important to me to avoid getting blisters and all sorts of other nasty problems that can happen. 
And while you're at it, invest in good socks. I love socks that wipe sweat away and help my feet breathe while also protecting them. Darn Tough, Icebreaker Stance, these are all fabulous sock brands that I own quite a few of and find them to be so much better than that like 12 pack of cotton socks you can get from Walmart. Don't do that. Go and spend a few dollars more on good socks. Your feet will thank you. Especially because you can get socks that are kind of condition dependent as well. I have thin ones that are literally just there for when it's hot out and I need something to stop my feet from being rubbed against my shoes really bad. I have really nice thick wool socks that are for really cold days. Like you can get ones that kind of go across the gamut that cover everything. All right. And going on to tip number five, food and drink. My wife and I have this terrible habit of not eating enough while we are exploring. Recently, we had a three-day excursion in Banff where we were all over the place and realized we only ate three meals in two days. That's not enough food when you are moving nearly constantly. And this isn't the first time we've done that. When we're traveling, food sometimes becomes a tertiary thought. So don't forget the food and drink. You will have a much better day if you have these things. And the critical point here isn't just to remember to eat, but to understand where you are getting your meals. If you're in a city, grabbing water and other things isn't too hard most of the time. I actually wasn't prepared for this while we were in Paris, not understanding that most restaurants have set hours for meals there. This was at 2 in the afternoon, so between lunch and dinner, and most of the restaurants were actually closed. It took us a good 45 minutes of walking to find a place that was open when we actually finally realized we needed something to eat. But because we were in a city, I thought it'd be easy to find a meal. Turns out, it really wasn't. Now, if you're hiking, this becomes much more difficult, so don't forget to pack what you need for as long as you will be out. For water, I'd suggest bringing a water bottle that you can refill. This saves you needing to spend a lot of money on bottled water, and if you are hiking for a long distance, instead of bringing four or five liters in your backpack, I'd suggest picking up a way to pump and sterilize water and carry only a couple of liters. This is as long as you are in a place where you can get access to water. So if you're hiking in the Rockies or places like that, finding water isn't that difficult. You just got to make sure that you clean it up so you don't get anything terrible in your system. But if you're going through the desert and places like that, you've really got to be certain on where you are getting your water from. So that's it. Those are my five tips to help you be a bit more comfortable while you're out exploring. If you've got any tips or suggestions or things that work for you while you're out exploring, I would love to know. I'm always looking for new tips and new ideas and new things that will help me explore better. So if you've got something, let me hear it. I'd love to know. And for that matter, if you have anything you want to learn about, send me a message. You can get a hold of me on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography, and you can find the show notes for this episode at robertmasseyphotography.ca. I love hearing from people. So if you've got something you want to chat about, send me a message. Now get out there and get exploring. Let's adventure. Bye for now.